and welcome to another episode of Inside a Drinker Studio. My name is Michelle. I am here with Ralph. Hey, guys. And with Juan, who is doing a video and picture Camera. taking today. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, and we drove, this time we drove to the east side to be with Herman Aguirre. You guys might uh seen him around on Facebook at the Borderlands posting about beer, and he's got a really cool whiskey collection. So thank you for welcoming into us into your house, into your home, and your lovely wife over here as well. Hi. Hello. <laughs> it was all impromptu. We didn't realize who was going to sit or not. Yeah. Thank you for sitting here Always. with us and talking. You guys know your well, stuff. Well, welcome so. to yeah, our Yeah, I enjoy having yes. guys and girls over to, Thank you. to share. Awesome. So. Welcome to our collection. Yeah. I feel kind of weird, like, finishing up, like, this, like, awesome Buffalo Trace, but, oh, it's really yeah. good. So what are we drinking right yeah, now, Yeah, we're drinking a Buffalo Trace Experimental Collection uh, bourbon, obviously. It's been, what is this? 12-year-old weeded bourbon from Floor number five which means what i mean you guys know all this stuff so. yeah so in the rack house they have uh different levels different floors where they store the barrels okay and uh of course the uh, you know the higher that it gets the hotter that that the temperature is and the more that it'll evaporate so each floor just being in a different floor different uh heat gives it a different uh flavor profile and uh this was the experimental that they had on the fifth floor and rumor has it that uh that's what they use to make uh cured oak so and this, the same thing with the different warehouses. So um, on the property, the sun hits the various warehouses mm -hmm. in different ways. So that will also influence the way that the bourbon heats into the barrel and how much evaporates and what kind of flavor profile it gets. So Buffalo Trace did a, um, some of this with the same juice, but really tracked over a period of time in different warehouses yep. and different floors to see what kind of flavor profiles they could get out of it and then be able to compare and make more informed decisions mm -hmm. about what they wanted out of how they wanted to age their bourbons moving forward. So we were really lucky to be able to find this in Atlanta when we were on a trip one day and we we were managed to get um, a couple of the different floors that were available i think they did three five seven and nine yep three five seven nine. wow and yeah so this is uh like i said floor five in warehouse k and i think we still have floor three and seven as well mm -hmm. oh wow try. pretty nice yeah. that is very nice and we'll we'll have pictures on the uh on the facebook of yeah, make everybody jealous. <laughs> Joe is already jealous, like, you know. Because we also have another person here with us that doesn't yes. want to really... We have a, a secret here. guest. It's the little apprentice. Yeah, who do we that's have? who you are. The whiskey neophyte. The whiskey. <laughs> Chris Loudon. Chris Loudon's in the building. Yay. We did a pilot tasting with Chris a few weeks ago. <laughs> I saw that. I think it was a little bit more than a pilot <laughs> testing, yeah. Was it? Did you have to take an Uber or were you good? No, he's, I he spent the night. Oh, you slept here. <laughs> okay. We, we have an extra room just in case for nights <laughs> like that. The drunken room. Well, we, I mean, we are very much those type of people that with our collection, we're not just keeping the bottles to look at. We mm -hmm. want to be able to taste. We want to be able to share. And we think it's important to teach people, mm -hmm. um, not just about how to taste whiskey and how to enjoy it, but also the history behind it. It's so fascinating. Um, I mean, bourbon is an American 
the American spirit. Yeah. yeah, and so it's part of the fabric of our nation, part of our history. And also, I mean, it's a really wonderful thing to be able to learn about um, and be able to go into networking opportunities and be able to have an opportunity to hold your own mm -hmm. with people who might be richer or bigger collectors or pretend that they know what they're talking about uh, and then you can come in with real information and so we've done tastings with friends who just want to learn we've done tastings uh, across the board mm -hmm. and we we are very much part of that community so, not so we actually used to host uh before we came here we were in georgia and she worked at the uh, uh what is it the georgia medical college mm -hmm. medical college georgia. medical college of georgia and uh we used to host tastings for her students and show them how to enjoy bourbon or scotch and all that and uh it was a, a way for them to you know uh communicate with the doctors that are a lot older than they are but then they have something that they have in common and it brings them you know opens doors for them that that generally would not have been open for them just by sharing especially a if you don't play golf yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> you know yeah. so it's it's an opportunity to start a conversation across generations yep. across um socioeconomic statuses and you know there would be many opportunities well not just opportunities but possibilities when we would be in liquor stores and talking to people and starting conversations and oh what are you here for I'm looking for a birthday gift for my father-in-law or I'm trying to impress so-and-so and I just don't know what to do and they're staring there standing mm -hmm. there in the aisle staring with this blank look on their face and we start talking and asking questions what do they like what do they normally drink and guiding them towards a great gift sometimes I do that Sometimes we're at specs and I do that too yeah. because I feel like they're gonna grab some like shitty stuff. Yeah, and they I do. I won't name the, the name. Stuff. Yeah, I won't name the name of that shit. But or yeah, and you're, you just want to go save them. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what? Let me show you this. Or if they're <laughs> not in um, a place that really has their best interests at heart, and yeah. they're just trying to sell them the most yeah. expensive bottle. Exactly. And, and then it's not always a good fit. And so we're very much about trying to expand people's horizons um my mom expanded ours that's part of the reason why we got into this yeah she's so. the one who started this whole uh, this whole collection well <laughs> her and her mom they both did and booze traveler and booze traveler if you haven't seen that show check it thanks, out thanks travel it's, channel it's a, yeah. <laughs> 400 bottles later yeah. wow is that how many bottles you guys have Maybe a little bit more yeah about 400 oh, bottles my yeah God. wow I'm sh did, okay insurance do you have insurance I only use the insurance when I travel. Okay. So uh, when I travel, I have to insure it just in case it breaks. Uh, they finding... won't insure us regularly. We have to no, be insured yeah. under a collector. collector's insurance. Yeah. Oh. So you have to get collector's insurance, just like wine. You yeah. Know, when you have a, a really high-end wine collection. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've only used it once, and that was during the move uh, in the house. We generally won't, won't insure it. I mean... It's not worth paying Luckily, all that money. those of you listening <laughs> don't know where we live. Yeah, so. yeah we will not <laughs> share the address. <laughs> so, yeah. But Pretty yeah, cool. uh, we. Cool. Have you heard of the Greenbrier Distillery? No. No. Okay. Um, that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. We learned about it on, uh, on Booze Traveler, mm -hmm. and 
we were just fascinated by the history there. So it was the largest distillery in the nation before Prohibition and where a lot of distilleries were able to go underground, go into the woods, these types of things. Greenbrier wasn't able to because they were the biggest. Um, and so they had to shut down. And they're still located, the distillery still exists, the mm -hmm. grounds are still owned by the, the family, uh, the water's still there, the, the limestone water, yeah, everything. Bourbon. Wow. Um, and the great, great grandsons? Yeah. Something great, like great, that. Great yeah, I forget how many layers, but um, they wanted to bring back the family history and bring mm -hmm. back the the recipe in the distillery. However, the distillery is still located in a, in a dry county. In a dry county, yeah. So, oh, yeah. What? And all the, <laughs> yeah. all the way dry, so they can't distill, they can't, distill. They can't, they can't sell, BS. they can't yeah. taste, nothing. So what they did is directly across county lines, they built a brand new distillery. Um, and mm. they still own both. And so they came out with their Bell Mead, which is their first one. Their sour and, mash, yeah. Yep, Bell the sour, sour mash. mash. And now they have uh, multiple types. Um, and we saw it on Booze Traveler, and we were just fascinated by the history. And so then we randomly saw it on the shelf, and nobody knew what it was because no one had heard of it. So it was still sitting there. And it was we just were just making its comeback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We <laughs> saw it on TV, right? So um, then it was. We had just gotten engaged. My mom was in town to uh, look for help us with wedding planning, and I was actually really, really sick. And I left her home and went to the liquor store with my mom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it was around. It was in March, and my husband's birthday is the end of March. Yep. And this was the first real bottle that we were gonna buy, right? I think it was like. Eighty dollars or something. It's closer to a hundred. It was their. Uh, it wasn't their regular sour mash release. It was a limited edition uh, sherry cast finish. Uh, so I paced back and forth in, in the aisle. You know, I was like, I don't want to spend all this money on a freaking <laughs> bottle that I haven't even tried. And it was you know? the first, the first batch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So, so, so then her uh, her mom just grabs the bottle and she's like, Oh, you gotta treat yourself. So she's so, like, Oh, Hank, for God's sake, yeah. right? And I, <laughs> I could just see it. So, treat she, yourself. so she bought it for me, and that As was a my birthday, birthday present, and yeah. then it led to all that. Wow. So, she opened the doors. My mom is the, I thank the starter drug. <laughs> you thank her every time. That's nice. <laughs> well, and even before that, um, so I was not a whiskey drinker at all, but I suffer from really bad migraines. And one day around Thanksgiving, again, my parents were there. They're a bad influence, obviously. <laughs> um, so they, my husband poured me a shot of maker's mark 46 mm -hmm. and told me to drink it and i was like i really do not like whiskey this is gonna be horrible but you know it dulled the pain enough wow. that i could function and i mean that led us to the bro the prohibition um oh, prescriptions, prescriptions that you saw yeah. hanging yeah. up in our bourbon we'll, room we'll post a picture of those yeah, yeah they they I mean, that's what it was, is medicinal whiskey for headaches, for migraines. And so now sometimes when I try to avoid the medications, he'll pour me a little bit of whiskey. I'll drink enough to, Dude. you know, thin it my works. blood. And it works. So <laughs> yeah. like people that try it and I'm like, they're like, oh, I have a headache. And then I give them whiskey and they're like, I don't want to drink. I have a headache. And I was like, it's going to make the headache go away. 
And then they drink it and they're like, holy hell. And I'm like, yeah, it's like they used to give it as a prescription back in the day. I right. you know? see my so. face right now. I'm like, <laughs> there you go. Bye, Tylenol. <laughs> and I told, I told my neurologist, he was like, well, what do you do for your migraines? And I was like, well, sometimes I drink whiskey. And he's like, well, I used to tell people to take Tylenol and drink coffee. And, you know, so, I mean, I just, I'll drink a little bit enough to, and then I'll go to sleep and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever can help before I try to take the heavy-duty triptans and stuff like that, so... um, And it works. Yeah, so now he says that our collection is for medicinal reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, can we start one, too? I get headaches all the time, too. Yeah, no, honestly, you know that that's how bars started. Like, instead of going to a bar, you went to a a place, it was a pharmacy. They had beaters, they had whiskeys, they had... That's how Walgreens um, started. Yeah. Yeah, Walgreens was, yeah, it was a it bar was. and we came in. Nah, it wasn't a bar, but they had that stuff because that's what people used to. Yeah. They used to prescribe. Or We're going like back. We're going back. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. going back. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is delicious. Yeah. This is amazing. Really I was, yeah, let's just like, you know. Chris, can you please describe what you just slammed? No, there's there's a little bit in there. How would you describe this? This is you're still learning. How would you describe this? This is uh, uh, it's a little butterscotch and oaky, I guess. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's a light oak. It's not a a very charred oak. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have to show you how to taste properly. (laughs) I'm also eating a lot of slamming. Not like that. Not like slamming, but I will. I'm serious. Yes. Uh, I'm learning, but uh, this that has would be a the... number four char on the barrel. Does it really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't get it as go. very, very charred at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the. the is, is that four out of five or four out of 20 or? 12. 12? Okay. So. Juan knows. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it is fairly light. Then. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's open the questions. Let's start right. making it. Yeah. So if you were, were given a plane ticket to go to anywhere for a drink, where would you go? You want to go first? I want to go to Fiji. Ooh. Why Fiji? Because if the plane ticket's for free, then I might as well go <laughs> as far away as possible. Smart. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to, to Fiji. It's a long trip. Someone else is paying. Um, and it's... It's gonna be different flavor profile than what I'm getting around around here. So, yeah, that or I mean, um, South America for the wines. It, that's something that we kind Ooh. of have on our list. Yeah, I would really okay. like to be exploring that. Yeah. So those are two of my first thoughts. Um, I go to Europe pretty often, so that's. I I would go to Scotland. I mean, Scotch. I mean, I'm not gonna waste a free ticket and go to. Kentucky land, you know. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I yeah Scotland. I've never been. I've been to Ireland and I drank a lot of Irish whiskey when I was there and sure. and beer and yeah. uh, but never been to Scotland. So I would go to Scotland and try out all the uh, the scotches there and I think that would be phenomenal. Very nice. Yeah, That's very I nice. guess I'd just see that as more easily accessible than Fiji in my mind or South America. So I that's why I'm like take me far away i'm, I'm going with the booze though yeah <laughs> so. although again booze traveler yeah. he gets some pretty interesting stuff in far-flung lands yeah so why hank okay, what's the so, deal there um High so my actual name is herman in english herman 
Uh, Depending on who you ask, because his mother, it's Adrian. Yeah, my mom calls me by my middle name. Uh, so I, it was ninth grade year. I just started high school. I sat next to this huge football player. And you know, when you go to, uh, to school, they have you always introduce yourself to, you know, to either to the guy on your left or to the guy to the right. Uh -huh. So it happened to be uh, this football player that was to my right. And uh, I introduced myself to him and I said, hey, what's up? My name is Herman. And he goes, Herman? And he goes, you know, that's like the whitest name ever. Aren't you Mexican? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, wait, no. Hank is the whitest name that I know, you know? So then he <laughs> called me Hank and it stuck. And you know, you fast forward now and people still call me Hank. No, actually <laughs> nobody ever really calls me Herman. He introduces himself as Hank as well. So let's... Now. Yes. Yeah, now. So when we first met, he introduced himself as Hank. And I'm awful with names, right? So then one day... We were on a quasi, not really, we were in denial type of date. And uh, <laughs> hey? one of those, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. A mutual friend of ours calls me and wants to know who I'm with. And just to double check, I look down at his military ID and it does not say Hank. So then I get really nervous because I'm like, I thought that he introduced himself as Hank, but it says Herman. Like, I'm wicked confused. So I do the classic, oh, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. And I just kind of hang up the phone, right? And um, so he also thought that my name was Lexi instead of Alexis. And he has this big thing with A's. All seven of his sisters are A names. So he thought he had enough A's in his life. And then he met me. So we have <laughs> this big thing with names. Um, and so when it came to our wedding, we had a really hard time trying to figure out what name to put on the invitation. Um, and he also claims that now with the military, he has to list an alias because I've accidentally filled out paperwork with, with Hank, Hank on it. instead yeah. of So her. she's created an alias oh for me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, I forget because I don't, he's not Herman to me. Yeah. He's Hank because that's just how he's always um, been to me. So I didn't know, I forgot that I met him. I didn't know his name. <laughs> it's it's just been all downhill from there. <laughs> I still won. You're here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I got a ring on my finger. <laughs> that's cute. That's yeah. I, I I like the quasi date thing. I think that's something that people go through if they're not like, oh, let's communicate what we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were kind of in denial for a while. The issue was that um, I had just moved to Augusta from Europe and. He was there for training, and it was a short period of time. And we were just, there was a big group of us hanging out, and then we would do some things on, on the side, um, go for frozen yogurt or sushi or, or fun stuff. Um, and then he found out that he had, well, I left for um, a conference here in Texas, actually, and he found out right before I was supposed to give a big presentation that he was deploying. And it kind of hit us when he'd been in the field right before that. And then when I was on this trip of like, oh, shit, we have feelings for each other. And you're in Kansas. I'm in Georgia. How the hell is this supposed to work out? And then the universe threw, oh, you're Another deploying thing, to yeah. the Middle East <laughs> for, you know, 15 months in our face, too. And so then um, on top of that, on the way back to Augusta, my plane, everything got delayed, and I got stuck in Atlanta. 
So he drove the two and a half hours from Augusta, met me at the airport, and turned around and drove all the way back so that we could have wow. one night together before he left and then Aww. would deploy uh, a week and a half later. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's love. Yeah, so then I, so I turned around and flew out to Kansas for two days right before yeah. he left. Right before I left for <laughs> yeah. 15 months. And then we oh, did wow. long distance for the whole deployment. We had two weeks together in the middle, and then... Uh, he moved at, he got back in what September and we had a couple weeks together in October and you moved out in January. I did. Cuz I told him that my career is just as important as his and I wasn't moving. So <laughs> he made it happen. I did. It was a lot of calls. Yeah. Pissing off a lot of people. <laughs> it worked out though. It did. That's oh. how compromise works everybody. Yeah. <laughs> she moved here now. Yeah, so. I'm here. <laughs> and this is it. All right, so let's, let's, let's I'm going to reframe this one question that we have. Okay. So if you were to make a drink that would represent Hank or Edman, whatever you want to call him, yeah. <laughs> what drink would that be? I hope she gets this right. An old-fashioned. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. With black walnut bitters. Uh, oh. So why an old-fashioned? You can still taste the flavor profile of the bourbon, yeah. um, but you get a little bit more of the, the citrus, a little bit more complexity, and there's um, more liquid, so it lasts a little longer than just how we, yeah, norm yeah. we normally drink our, our drinks neat. It's neat, yeah. It's my favorite drink. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's a classic. Can't, mm -hmm. can't go wrong with it. My two favorites are, uh, I'll always either get an old-fashioned or a Rob Roy. So nice. those are my two, two to go to. The same thing, but uh -huh. scotch, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. pretty much. And the place that we went to celebrate our engagement and uh, where we got our engagement pictures taken was the place that it was kind of a prohibition era style bar that had opened up um, in Augusta. And they were the ones that did the black walnut bitters twist, which Correct. he had yeah. been really excited about. Um, nice. So then we bought it and do it ourselves. All right, make, make a note, Juan. Yeah. Black walnut, walnut bitters for yeah. a black orchid. Yeah. It's perfect. It's, good. It's, it's really good. I think we talked to Alex about it before. Yeah. You have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't write it down. He didn't write it down. He never writes anything yeah. down. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put the question to you now. If you were to make a drink to represent Lexi, what would, what would that be? It would be the same. I mean, uh, we, we pretty much drink the same thing, either Old Fashioned or Rob Roy. Uh, what I love about her is, you know, uh, she's not your, your typical woman. I mean, uh, I can uh, have wine with her. I can have bourbon, you know, straight up with her, scotch. Gin. Uh, yeah, gin. gin. Yeah, now Oldies gin. Oldies are in gins. Uh, she, <laughs> she's actually the one that got me into uh, craft beer. We used to wow. uh, go out and... Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would drink... Uh, there's this story that sticks out where... We were in we went, Yeah, we went to L.A. It was uh, like a German pub type of thing, right? And she orders a Dutch's and I ordered a cider because I was so excited. Oh my God. That they had a... And I was so, I, I knew that they were gonna try to give me the cider. And, and I was no, I was so waiting for this that I went up to the bar and ordered it specifically. And I said, the Duchess is for me, the cider is for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not happening Yeah, to they me. were probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's fine. Cider is fine, it mm -hmm. can be really refreshing oh, yeah. and it's, you know, great, but I don't well, it was like the whole- around the first whole... time that they brought Strongbow to the States. 
So I was just oh, so excited okay. that you know, Strongbow had made it to the States. Oh, yeah. Way to try to play it off. No, that's the truth. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the excuse. Yeah. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he used to be very anti-Sours. Um, Sours I didn't start getting until last year. And yeah, it was this just, past year. It just happened. I don't even know how it happened. They, I mean, they're an acquired taste. Uh, I you should, I didn't mm-hmm. like them, and suddenly I started liking them. That was him. That was me. And, like, uh, yeah. yeah, just like you start. I guess the, the variety. I guess you know because we didn't get a lot of sours here. Yeah. You yeah. know, going going to Jester King and all those places. Like, oh, okay, and then we get more, and we. And then for a while, yeah. the sours that we got here, they were too. They were a little bit too mm-hmm. sour. Like there's yeah. no, there wasn't mm-hmm. something in between. Cause yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna switch out your glasses so that we can Ooh. try the um, Eagle Rare 17. We have um, a oh, funny nice. story about this one as well when we were novices. Um, so this I'm one, one is to this, one. this and the Sazerac. Yeah. We have. Uh, so this is part of the uh, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. This awesome. one is from 2014. And the story behind this one is uh, I have a group of friends and we all mm-hmm. get together and we'll purchase bottles, you know, high, higher end bottles and stuff like that. And uh, for this one, we ended up holding a raffle. Really? And okay. uh, I won, naturally, I won the raffle. Yay. And I think, I think I Naturally, he was on a the, tear uh, for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I think I ended up paying roughly about 30 bucks for it and that's how much it cost me for me to buy my spot into the raffle with my friends mm-hmm. and i won it so i kept the bottle wow Sweet. so now when we were just starting out um again this had won no the sazerac had 18 had won bourbon of the year and there was one place in augusta who had a bottle and we were really excited to find it and we decided that we were going to try it um the mistake that we made was that we didn't ask the price before they poured it. Oh. <laughs> um so I think we had the Eagle Rare 17 and the Sazerac 18 that No, day, no, right? we had the Pappy 15. That's oh. right. The Pappy 15 Ooh. and yeah, the, the Sazerac, Sazerac 18. 18. Oh my god. Um, yeah, we were big ballers. Uh, <laughs> except our Until we our, got the check. Until we got the check. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh shit. It's like, can I open a credit card here? Is yeah. that fine? <laughs> What's the rate on your? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that day when we got the bill, I want no lie. I think it was like 150 bucks, and the cheapest thing was the plate of freaking uh, meats and cheese that we got. It was like five bucks. Yeah. And then I was like, holy hell! Like combo and, cheese. For real, it was like 75 dollars a pour, yeah. <gasps> and we had we had no idea, and. I mean, once it's poured, you can't do anything about yeah, it. it's so. like, you just, oh, shit. That's where we learned you ask before before you say, yeah, I'll take it. Right. Well, yeah. and then we also had made other rookie mistakes of, like, you always have to ask how much is a pour. It, not just price-wise, but is it one ounce or two ounces, you know. Oh, yeah, because yes. some places do mm-hmm. half ounces. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. You get like, okay. and you're thinking you're getting two ounces, and they give it to you. You're like, what the hell happened to the rest of the board? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, excuse me. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you just like shell out a hundred dollar bill, and then like in a napkin you just wrote I O U. That line of credit we were talking about. <laughs> That's a line of credit. 
So yeah, this is the wow. Eagle Rare 17. Oh, I can't wait. It is, it's really I feel so special. I wish I knew how to describe the smell. I can help. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's how you describe it. <laughs> so it, um, before we were recording, you were, had described the Buffalo Trace um, experimental collection as beautiful, mm-hmm. and this one's holy shit. So that's, to you listeners, a little bit of a difference yeah. in terms of the spiciness and smoothness. Yeah. There's, I mean, people, there's no wrong way of describing because, no, no. you know, you're always going to get something different from every spirit. Every, everybody's Absolutely. palate is different, yeah. and that's exactly. what I tell people. So when I, uh, when I enjoy bourbon or scotch or whatever with somebody else, and if they tell me, hey, this is what I taste, I, I don't ever tell anybody, hey, you're wrong, because uh, I can taste something that you don't taste or you can taste something mm-hmm. that I don't taste. For the longest, yeah. I couldn't taste vanilla. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was uh-huh. ridiculous. That's so, when I told him, you're wrong. Yeah. You don't taste so the vanilla. I, I couldn't taste vanilla, so yeah. I literally had to train my nose and my palate, and I would sit there with the bourbon and vanilla extract That's a and go good back way and to forth to, yeah. to get yeah. it. And then she laughed at me the first time that I got it. I was like, I taste it. And I'm like freaking running around the house saying that, and then I finally yeah. got it. But and that's, I mean, the same thing. There's um, Highland Park, I believe, is the the one that tastes like peanut butter. What? And Ooh. yeah. And Which one? What year? Do you know? 12? 12? The 12. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and so my husband's allergic to peanuts now. That's just happened in the past few years. And I remember back at one of the tastings with my medical students, we were trying, we were telling them about this taste of peanut butter mm-hmm. and um oh that was the yellowstone the yellowstone the sorry yeah, yellowstone, yeah. Yeah. yellowstone and she couldn't <clears throat> get it at, at, the others could kind of get it and then finally one of them got it and she was so excited that she could taste then that that peanut butter and so it's it is about training your palate and i think that that's why he's come to the point where he likes sour beers there's certain wines that he's learning to appreciate where before mostly he's, barrel-aged wines, and you like buttery, <laughs> char- you like buttery chardonnays, which I am not a fan yeah. of, but you like Ooh, them. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he likes the really buttery ones that just taste like melted butter in a glass. Yeah. Butternut, just <laughs> get the butternut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's my so chardonnay too. Every yeah. time she sends me for a chardonnay, it's like, make sure like, it tastes like butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. descriptions like yeah. it says like tons of butter. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like this See, one. I'm more yeah. of, a, of a crisp. A tropical note, Sauvignon okay. Blanc. Like I really yeah. like the grapefruit, um, New Zealand. Uh, oh, those ones. are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cleansing and, and refreshing. But he likes the the heavy butter. But she's she's trying to get me into into wine, and and it's working. I mean, slowly, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's it's an acquired taste to me. I tell her it tastes like a. Uh, like hangover. like hangover like when you wake up and that taste that you get in your mouth so i'm getting over that but it's 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 gonna take time it took you a while to appreciate sour beers Ooh, and some of the complexity of, of the darker ones this i can so taste a barrel i can yeah. taste a chart it's Are very yeah. okay it's 17 it's years old very so. very yeah i and like the spiciness a so. lot of yeah it has a bite. Yeah, Vanilla. so the, the Eagle Rare is actually uh, the, oh. a bourbon, and, but it's a, it has a higher uh, rye mash. Uh, so higher rye mash bill. So that's the, the little heat that you taste behind it. I don't want to stop smelling I it. I mean, it I, smells fantastic. It smells really good. I get the the minty of the rye, mm-hmm. but mm. I wouldn't, it doesn't seem like one that's higher than me. No, higher as in it has a higher rye content than, you, than your average, you know, like weeded bourbon. Yeah. So... 
it, but it's not considered. I'd say that it has a, more of a bite to it. Yeah, yeah. It's much more. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the, actually the Weller Twelve. Okay. Um, it's got almond and almond. Yeah, the yeah almond I can, and oak. I get yeah. almond and oak. Yeah. I can get a little. Marzipan. Yeah. Not yeah. Not 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 mazapan. Marzipan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. We had mazapan. We had such an argument about that one year. I was in Germany and I was talking about marzipan. Like and I thought she meant mazapan. So she brings me this thing. No, he was mazapan. You know, like. Well, and is peanuts. And that's what I told her. He was trying to tell me it was peanuts, and I was like, "Who the hell makes marzipan with peanuts? Mexicans. What is wrong with you?" Mars, 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 German, I would have paid to see this no. conversation. <laughs> it was on Skype. I was in Germany eating oh real marzipan, and he's trying to tell me, no, it's made out of peanuts. And I'm like, if something is wrong with you. Like, someone fried your brain. Like, no, but it's I am right. <laughs> I thought she was talking marzipan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just because you say it with an accent doesn't make you right, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't know what. It... And then he, I had to, when I got back from Germany, we went to the, the like, one Mexican store yeah, in, we were in Georgia, in, the South, in, Georgia yeah. in Augusta and he showed me and we bought mazapan and then mm-hmm. and I was like this no. crap yeah no <laughs> we I don't think I don't think I've really eaten it since it's too mm. it's it's too I love dry. it I love it yeah. you can't it's, eat it's it a, you're allergic you grew up well I haven't tried it since <laughs> Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, it I have it. It's in my backpack. Yeah. <laughs> no, like just the almond marzipan is so moist and beautiful and yeah. But no, that's what I get. The little bit of almond I get here. Yeah. It's a sweeter. Yeah. Not the nut almond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So do you guys prefer, because you have a, an extensive collection, do you prefer yeah. drinking at home or would you rather go to a bar? Home. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're um, we prefer drinking at home and having friends over. Okay. I mean, so we're the, we've, we the we constantly yeah place. we constantly invite people over and uh, have drinks and not uh, always for the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends yeah. on what time of the night it is. Um, we want to be able to appreciate it, right? So once you reach a certain point, then you pull out the cheap stuff because you're not really you're tasting not really. it <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. All right, bring out the tecates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, at home. I think uh, we prefer to drink at home and uh, if we, we want to have something that's a little bit higher end, then we'll just pull it out. Right. If, uh, you know, if it's not, then, uh, you know, we have, we have them in, in layers so we know what to grab. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, a lot of our friends have kids and stuff as well, so everybody just kind of comes to uh, yeah our house or you know other friends houses and we'll bring wine or other drinks and and then it's and food and it's a a potluck uh family atmosphere and you can put the kids to sleep on the couch if you need to or put a movie on and Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay for a babysitter you don't have to worry about driving everybody's safe um and we have enough and we want to share and we want everybody to feel comfortable um we have more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> we still have stuff left over from the wedding. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, yeah, we, we hosted like 40 some odd people for Thanksgiving last year. Wow. For his unit. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of what we, what we do. 
Awesome. So what does a what does a bar have to have to get you out of the house? Like, what is an ideal bar? I hate to say it because I'd hate to blow his head up a little bit more, but Alex. <laughs> um, All right. Well, we don't down. just go. We just don't. I mean, we go to Black Orchid, but we go to Ann still. We local. Yeah, but I, for Monk. I I love uh, cocktails. Okay. So uh, Alex makes really really good cocktails. I mean, uh, he uh, he has made he's changed my version of what I liked in the Rob Roy. So okay. he, he's currently making it for me with the uh, what was that? With the chocolate bitters. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's freaking amazing. If you guys haven't tried it, go out and try it. Uh, and uh, yeah, he uses monkey shoulder. Nice. And, okay. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. really really good. So. I I mean for us, it would have to be a local uh-huh. place, um, local you know locally owned craft beer or good cocktails, a nice vibe. Um, some. I'm not into the loud places anymore, no. and I'm not a. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm we not young anymore, <laughs> yeah. so I, I'd like to talk like like we're doing now. And if I have to sit somewhere and just be like, kind of read your lips, it's it's I'm not gonna go back. Yeah. So. And we're not gonna pay a shit ton of money for cheap beer. Yeah. Um. Or or cheap spirits. Spirits. Yeah. You know, like I don't like being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. We know what the price point is, both you know, retail in in the secondary and what distributors get for it. So when we go somewhere and we see a high markup um, for something that's not quality, then mm-hmm. we're like, we might as well stay home. So uh, better quality for cheaper. But we do like to get out with friends and we like to support local and we know that that's what you guys are all about as well. Um, so yeah, yeah. good food too. I mean, I think... yeah. That's that's a thing. Um, I mean, we were pretty bummed out. I'm not like I said. I don't like wine. And then uh, when Saltbox closed, uh, she loved Saltbox, and I loved yeah, going there because it was a happy box. medium of everything. And yeah, it just that's unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't realize they had closed. I mean, we went for early dinners so that mm-hmm. we could be home early, or we would go for dinner and then we'd usually end up at Black Orchid. I think Yay. that was the night we met you and I had yes, the gin. You had um, the gin. We introduced yeah. you to that beautiful gin. Yes, I now have Monkey two bottles. 47? Monkey, yes. 47. Monkey 47. Monkey It is. Yeah. I need it's to get another bottle. Freaking good. <laughs> it is good. Is there anything you'd like to share with our with our audience? Support um, local. Yeah, I mean, support local. Uh, Drink whiskey. Drink whiskey. Get out there. Mingle with people. Uh, like you guys say, you know, uh, alcohol is the uh, social lubricant. And mm-hmm. uh, But enjoy what you're drinking. Don't just drink to drink. I mean, really be present in the moment and the flavors and and be thinking about what, you're, what choices yeah. you're making. Um, I think that that's yeah, important. Yeah, quality over quantity, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, when I was younger... And I first joined the military, I used to drink a lot of um, stuff <laughs> that, uh, man, I mean, uh, I, when I got into bourbon, it took me a while to be able to drink, you know, like Wild Turkey or Jim Beam or anything like that, mm-hmm. because all I associated with was those days where I drank numerous and copious amounts of it and uh, just threw up everywhere. And uh, now I'd rather have something that's, you know, quality and enjoy it. 
And yeah. so just, you know, enjoy what you do, enjoy what you drink. And uh, and who you're with. And who you're with, people, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sharing it and drinking it with people that you appreciate and you love is uh, what makes everything great. And if you can't stand those people when you're sober, then probably, <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to stand them yeah. when you're drunk either. Or they're not the people that you want to be safe yeah. with when you're drunk. So. Yeah, I think, I think one thing that, that you said that I hadn't really thought of in this way, at least, was that like it is a way to bond with someone that's outside of your socioeconomic mm-hmm. status, outside of your generation. So this is like by learning how to drink and what to drink and how to converse over what you're drinking, you can make a connection with somebody who maybe you wouldn't have before. Right. Yeah, you never know who you're going to meet at a bar. Exactly. Especially that's why I wanted to do the concept that we have because – you never know. You're going to sit next to somebody and it's going to be chill and you're going to talk to the bartender and then all of a sudden you made friends with a guy sitting next to you that is much older oh, yeah. or yeah. maybe much yeah. younger and knows this stuff. So We've had some yeah. great conversations, you know, with random people at Black Orchid or even, you know, at a conference and someone, you know, a program director was drinking a craft beer and then I was like, oh, well, even this weekend we were in Boston and I said, well, if you really want some good local craft beer, here are some three breweries that mm-hmm. you should try if you like IPAs or this, that, and the other thing. And he was like, wow, you really know your stuff. And I was like, well, I, I pay attention to what I'm drinking and what I'm putting into my body and, and, and the experience of it. Um, and if I don't like something, the other day we tried something and it was just way too bitter for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, you know, it's not worth forcing myself to drink it just to drink it or just for the calories or whatever it's not you know i mean yeah we paid for it but he can finish it <laughs> you yeah know? i mean i'm the human garbage this <laughs> you'll drink anything yeah. but um i think that that's kind of a difference that as you you know get older as you make the informed decisions is that you don't have to drink just because people around you are or just because that's what's what's there yeah that's what's hip and and that's what something we want to change here because El Paso we notice is a following they follow and we want to get them out of their shell and be like try this just because Mm -hmm. your friend is drinking that shit over there doesn't make you cool (laughs) just try this over here right well and I mean like I said I don't I'm not a big gin person I'm not but I when Alex said hey try this I'm willing to try it and I'm willing to think about what I'm drinking and say okay I like this about it. I don't like this about it. And there has been drinks before that he's given me where I'm like, no, I really don't like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not big on the smoky flavors. I don't like things that are overly bitter. I mean, I like the mm-hmm. grapefruits and the Sauvignon Blancs, a little bit of bitterness, but not too much. And some of the IPs he drinks are too much for me. Um, I like East Coast IPs with the citrus more than the West Coast IPs. But, you know, you pay attention to what you're drinking and then you find something that you like. And it's not, you don't just write a whole genre off and I can't say I hate all gins. Just There's no way I've ever tried all Mm -hmm. gins. You try a little bit and you figure out what you like and what you don't and make the informed decision from there. So that's what I'm telling him about wine anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it'll get there. Well, thank you very much, you guys, for, for doing this with us, for talking and, you know, letting us know what you, what's what's in your head about whiskeys and all of this. Always. Any, yes. Anytime. Good stories. You guys are always welcome. Yeah. We have plenty thank more you. to drink, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. All oh, yeah. right. Yeah, oh, this, right. Is, this is for sure our love episode, I think. It's our love episode. Yeah. That's true. It's good. It's beautiful. So romantic. 
It's beautiful and holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> our, our argument over marzipan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or marzipan. not knowing the name. <laughs> I didn't know how it is. Well, the thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> thank you very much, Herman and Alexis, for welcoming us, you know, uh, letting us. Herman, so, thank you. Always. Thank you, guys. And everybody, please, as usual, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send us a message inside the Drinker Studio at gmail.com. Invite us to your house, to your bar, to your restaurant, and we shall be there. Yeah, we're going to be at Nomu Cafe pretty soon. Yeah, uh, great. I don't know what else we have coming up. I don't know. I have to check fun. that calendar. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Love, Love you. you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> Give you